Hey, welcome to Jesse's World, where we work together each week to become our best selves. I'm so glad you could tune in again and we can start getting that hard work done. This is episode 22 and I am your host, Jessica Lambert, aka Jessica Vibes with a Z. Okay, this episode is all about how to transform us from sloth to bosh and heal the world doing it. Mm, Very interesting. Um, But as always, before we get way into the, you know, how to heal the world topic today, um, I want to first start with an attitude of gratitude segment. Uh, Today in the attitude of gratitude segment, I want to encourage you to build a vision board and then post it on Instagram and tag me at Jessica V-I-B-E-Z, okay? Before you can build your vision board physically, you must take the time to really meditate on what it is you want for your future. So we're dedicating this Attitude of Gratitude segment to really bringing you in alignment with your vision for your future and yourself so that you can then go and take the next step and actually manifest it into a actual vision board. This is a question I've been asked by listeners. Um, how do they get started? How do they know what they should be doing? How do they set goals for their future? And so I wanted to just give you something tangible as a starting point. And even if you have one, it's a great refresher. So stick with me. Okay. Mentally, we can build our vision board now together. Okay, guys. Why? Because a vision board will help you create brain pathways to your success and they help you to clearly identify what you want and serve as motivation for you to push for the results that you're looking for in your life. Okay? When you get up every day and you see that vision board, you remember that this is what I want and you know what to focus on. Focus your time and your energy and your resources on. Okay. And even celebrating, it helps us to celebrate the wins. Like when you get something that you've put on your vision board, when it manifests, you can look and see it working. But like, if you haven't stated it as a goal or you did, but there's no tangible, you know, representation of it, it could just pass you by. And it's really important in life that we do take time to celebrate our wins, big and small. And with a vision board, you're able to see it. And as item by item begins to manifest, experience by experience, you know, you can look at it and go, wow, like I know I'm due for a new one too. So I'm doing this with with you guys. Okay, this is an exercise we'll do together. Um, But I know my last vision board, I pretty much manifested almost everything on it. It's absolutely amazing. So let's do this together, guys. It's a powerful exercise. It works and um, I'm excited to do it with you. The first step in building your vision board is seeing your goals in your mind's eye. Okay, so let's get started. Close your eyes. Of course, you know, I'm going to tell you to breathe in through the nose. Out through your pierced lips. In through the nose and out through lips like you're kissing the air, blowing kisses on the wind, as Nina Cherry would say, big up Nina Cherry, in through the nose, and out through the lips. All right, I'm just trying to put you in a relaxed state so that you can better visualize um, and manifest your goals and dreams. Okay, so your eyes are closed, and I want you to visualize without limits. There's no judging. There's no, there are no limits. There is nothing you cannot visualize or want or ask the universe for, um, literally anything. Okay. Okay. So I want you to visualize without limits. What would you like your life to be like? In through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah, we're coming in hot today. We're just jumping right in guys. In through the nose, out through the mouth. What do you want to do to earn money? 
Are you already doing your dream job? Is there something you'd love to do instead? Is there a business you want to start? An invention you want to manifest? A product you want to create? A book you want to write? A song you want to sing? You know, what is it that tickles your fancy? Hmm? In through the nose, out through the mouth. Where do you live now? And where do you want to live? Are you in your ideal setting? If not, what does that setting look like? What's your view from your window? Where are you in the world? What type of home is it? Who's there with you? Hmm? Who do you want to surround yourself with? How do you want to be treated by other people? Okay. What type of car do you want to drive? Do you want to take vacations? Go on adventures or excursions? What, what adventures would these be? What is that dream one you've always thought you wanted to do? In through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay. What would your, how would your circumstance be different? If you could have anything, what circumstances would change? Do you want better health? Do you want more wealth? Do you want love? What is it that you want? I want you to see yourself as a living representation of your best life. What does that look like to you? Visualize the details, the things that you could put on physical board to represent these details deep desires, things that you can post on your board to remind you what to focus on, okay? And as you see this amazing life in your mind's eye, I want you to also visualize with all of your senses, okay? Smell, taste, touch. Okay, all of your senses. How would it feel to live in that new home, to drive that new car, to operate that business, to achieve that health goal or fitness goal, to take that vacation, to experience that adventure, to set that Guinness record, to invent that amazing thing that changes the world? How does it feel? When you reach your goal, in through the nose, out through the lips, visualize that feeling of achieving those goals, in through the nose, hold, then out. Let your senses play and dance and dwell in this beautiful reality that you are creating, okay? Now, take a moment to just breathe and sit with that feeling, that feeling of success, of empowerment, of abundance, being free of worries, being surrounded by your closest loved ones, being supported. What is it you feel? Just sit with that. All right. Now, I would like you to open your eyes and just take a minute to jot down what you see in your mind's eye because that will go on your vision board. That is the future we are going to create for you, okay? And so whether you have to grab a pen or you have to write it in your phone or if you just need to make a mental note, if you have no other way, just make sure you, you, note, you note it so that it gets on that board. You don't wanna leave anything out, okay? The first step is so important, okay? And that is what we're doing right now. We're taking the first step. Now that you've started the process, I want you to, at the end of this podcast, 
Start building your board. There is no right way to build a vision board. You can use an app or a website that lets you build a vision board as a homepage. You can cut and paste stuff from a magazine onto Bristol board or print items from your computer, right? That you maybe found on the internet and maybe pin them to like a cork board or something, okay? The sky is the limit. Whatever method that resonates with you, okay, that works for you, as long as you have a physical manifestation and representation of your most important goals and where you want to see yourself and what you want your life to look like, then I'm happy with it and you should be too. And get creative. Make sure you love it and it works for you. Also, your vision board should have a mix of long-term and short-term goals. For example, paying off that car loan may be a shorter-term goal, whereas buying a mansion on a beach may take a little longer. All are valid, and the benefit of having both long- and short-term goals is that you start seeing the manifestation sooner, which gives you the strength, commitment, and consistency to push for your goals, to maintain your focus, to believe in your manifestation abilities, and to really get all your goals. So I think it's really important to have that mix, and I encourage you to do so. Um, just remember, manifestation is yours, okay? I want the best for everybody in the world, and definitely everybody in Jesse's world. You're part of this epic sorority, fraternity of brotherhood and sisterhood where we come together because we want to be our best selves and I have so much in store for you like I, I always say I'm I'm building out some surprises for Jesse's world that's really going to be good for people who are doing the work you know I can't heal the world or inspire healed the world to heal without you without your participation because it really is a one person one step at a time you know, thing, but we can do it. We can move the marker guys. Okay. So that's today's topic. And that's what we're going to get into now, how to heal the world. Okay. We want to move from sloth to boss and we want to manifest healing throughout this universe, but it does start within. Okay. It is no coincidence that I began this episode, not with Tessie time today. No, no, no but with an attitude of gratitude segment because I wanted to center you and focus you on oneself, okay? Helping you to tune into your own higher frequency. This helps you ground yourself, okay? And by being grounded, you're able to discuss today's topic from that position of strength and personal knowledge. You just developed um, and connected with your personal knowledge uh, when seeing your ideal self through your mind's eye. So it's a great opportunity because now you're centered and we can move forward. Um, let's first discuss the fact that when I say heal the world, what I am actually um, and acutely aware of is that the world looks different depending on who you are and what life experiences you've had, okay? And what, of course, your current vantage point is. Um, that said, I do know that most people have several levels of personal healing to do, no matter what their life experiences are, whether you were raised rich or poor in a functional or, or dysfunctional home in, in a great neighborhood or, or a not so great neighborhood. Uh, regardless, uh, everybody does have some level of healing, to achieve. So, um, I want us to be empathetic to each other and respectful of each other's journeys because everybody does have a journey. Um, and in doing that, I understand I can't possibly know everyone's vantage point, but this does work for everyone. And there are some kind of general blanket concepts, concepts that will help us unite in this kind of effort to become our best self and in doing so, heal the world, okay? So if you consider that, um, then, you know, and you consider the fact that most people have some healing to do, 
then if you're an empath like I am, or simply socially aware, or in possession of a TV or the internet, then you know that the world at large has many, many, many ways in which we need healing, including building more love and support for our fellow humans, okay? Of all races, of all religions, uh, everyone is in need of more love, more support, more acceptance, okay? Um, yeah. With that in mind, I do not know about you, but I can sometimes feel overwhelmed when looking at some of the larger social issues that impact everyone right now, like economy, violence, war, painful government policies, housing crises, healthcare, cost of food, cost of living, period, cost of gas, like all so many hurtful realities that are making life just feel like you're always kind of on the edge of, of, you know, teetering the edge of um, surviving or not. A lot of people are, are, you know, of course you have your one percenters, you have some people that are doing very well, you have middle classes, you know, trying to maintain that shrinking middle class and poverty growing. And, and, and so a lot of people are hurting and I know that, and I understand that. And it's like, where do we begin healing as a group, regardless of where you are? And how do we help improve the world when we're only one person? And that can feel like a mountain. Like, how do you bite? How do you eat an elephant? And the answer, of course, is one bite at a time, right? And there lies the answer. We are only one person. One person. So maybe then the answer lies with the power of one, right? The power of one. The key to healing the world begins with the power of one. It begins with you. Ah, don't believe me? All right, cool. Let's analyze it. All right. That's the focus of today's podcast. My hypothesis is that once you analyze this with me, you're going to understand what a big role you play, not just in improving your own life, but once you improve your own life and start to develop yourself, how you are really going to help heal the entire world. In fact, that shifts it from something that would be nice for you to do to an actual duty that you have in this universe. But let but let's proceed. Okay. Many of the root causes of pain and suffering in the world can be brought back to. Okay. And I, I'm open to this conversation, by the way, if you have a different perspective, you know, hit me up on Instagram, follow me at Jessica Vibes, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-V-I-B-E-Z. And, and let me know your thoughts. Okay. But many of the root causes of pain and suffering in the world can be brought back to what we know as the seven deadly sins. Okay. And no, this won't be a church service today. Uh, that's not the type of podcast that this is. Um, it's a personal development podcast, but this, you know what, this is the right way and, or the best way to illustrate the power of one, which is really the solution to the issue. Um, or the answer to the question, how do we heal the world? And I do have to draw on this reference. Okay, guys. All right. So again, many of the root causes of pain and suffering in the world can be brought back to what we call the seven deadly sins. Okay. But it is clear and it's a clear and factual way. Well, it's not a church service. It is a clear and factual way to understand how we can improve and where we are today collectively uh, and how we can, I guess, build a sense of unity around where we want to go and how we want to function and govern ourselves, right? And self-governance is something that has kind of, you know, was it was big back in the day and it's kind of been bit by bit culturally removed, especially North America is where I am. I can say in North America, in this part of the world, really personal accountability, you know, a, a strong sense of self, um, doing things from a perspective of values and moral morality. It, it's not necessarily the hot topic these days, 
but it's important if we really do want to heal the world. And people speak about healing the environment, which is also important. And they speak about animal rights, which is also important. But the truth is none of that will happen if we don't do this first. So if you care about the environment or you care about animals or you care about whatever it is you care about, the first step is what I'm bringing to you now. Believe it or not, it will all start with the power of one. Every bit of it starts with you. Okay. So the seven deadly sins, what are they? Okay. They're pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. So let's go through them and think about that for a minute. Okay. All right. Pride. So this has been called the sin from which all sins arise. Okay. And the issue is that when you are basically feeling yourself too much, you forget that no man's an island and your success is a team effort. Remembering to give thanks to God first and those who helped you along the way also is very important. And the absence of human kindness, being humble, you know, that absence gives way to pride, which gives way to other sins, including the next one, greed. Greed creates a conflict between personal and social goals. It makes us insatiable. And much like pride, when you are always wanting more, there's not a lot of room for gratitude, which is very much a healing practice. Greed puts us at odds with sharing the earth and its resources and gives way to inequities that can cause crime and suffering and wars and death and greed over all, darlings. is dangerous. It really is. Okay? Wrath is an intense and irrational anger. It hijacks your mind. We've all had those moments where we just, what do we call it? Pop off, right? Where we just see red, right? These terms. But at the end of the day, that's wrath, right? You're just angry. You're popping off. You're seeing red. You're not thinking. You're acting out of emotion and usually out of pocket, okay? And this causes so much pain, crimes of passion, hate crimes, just just mad, moving mad crimes. You know what I mean? Like just for no reason at all, senseless crimes. Um, crimes that have to do with, with jealousy or, or rage or, or anger or whatever. Wrath, social unrest, okay? Being slow to anger is an important life skill a critical life skill, and it allows you to think critically and make better decisions, ones you'll be happy with later on, when the dust settled, when your emotions have calmed down, when you're rational again. You're not looking there like, oh my God, what did I do? No, you made decisions from a perspective that was rational and reasonable. That's why people sleep on it, guys. Because acting out of wrath is not only a deadly sin, it is a deadly sin. It is literally, it can, it can, it can lead to your demise in more than one way. Okay. But being slow to anger allows the world to be a much more pleasant place to be. So I do encourage you guys to work on that if that's a thing for you. Okay. Because that really is a deadly sin. Envy is wanting what others have or wanting that person not to have it. I think wanting what others have is something most people have at one time or another experienced. And I'm going to let you know the root cause of that and how to get over it. But also wanting someone else to just not have a blessing is, is really, really unhealthy. And if that's the way that you think you need to look within and start this healing immediately, like we all do anyway, but you need to start it immediately because I have to honestly say, I've never looked at someone and been mad that they have something like, I don't want it. I just don't want them to have it. That's, that's bad mind, like bad, bad, bad mind. That's not nice. So you need to work on it. Uh, it's definitely a deadly sin. 
But even wanting what other people have, it shows a lack of personal development. And I'll explain that shortly, right? So envy, we see it. Uh, it can result in death, honestly. Like you wanting something someone else has. You think about certain crimes, certain even shooting, stabbing. It's like it, It's just like, oh, you're not better than me. And it's like, people are different. It's not even a matter of better. Everybody has different gifts. If you're developing yours, you wouldn't really care what any, anyone else has. Okay, it's dangerous to be around people who envy you. So if you're somebody who's working on yourself, and I have to tell you this, because if you're coming to Jesse's world, you are working on yourself, all right? And if you're working with me, fam, take it from experience, you're going to get somewhere in life. You are. If you stick this out week after week and you continue to work on the on the lessons I'm bringing you and just take in the positive energy and the positive lessons, even if you're not acting immediately, you didn't pull out your pen and paper, you're just meditating on my words. You're holding on meds. It's all good. You're getting somewhere. I, I know it. It might not happen overnight. It usually doesn't. It takes hard work over time, but it's going to happen. And when it happens, there are going to be some people that envy you and you're going to have to build your radar and know who that is and who's happy for you and who envies you. Because if they envy you, like they just don't want to see you happy, please remove them from your life. It's dangerous. You could die. Like it could actually be deadly to be around someone like that. So be very careful, please. Um, yeah. So it's dangerous to be around people who envy you, uh, who are not happy for you, who are praying for your downfall or who are trying to turn you into prey so that they can have what you have, right? They're trying to prey on you. Uh, that's, it's, 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 it's probably one of the worst positions to be in, to be around someone like that. Uh, the antidote, self-love, self-respect, a knowledge of self. Okay. And, you know, you need to not only have a knowledge of yourself and your superior gift so that you don't lust after others, but if you already know yourself and your superior gift, you need to have a knowledge of or a self-awareness of those around you and your relationship to them so that you understand. There's two sides to this coin. You want to make sure no one around you is envying you and you certainly don't want to carry envy in your heart. You understand? And in order not to carry envy in your heart, you need to have a good, strong knowledge of yourself, love yourself, respect yourself, know your superior gifts, develop your superior gifts. Then you don't have time to watch anybody else. Trust. Okay. You have someone mad because they are not a famous rapper, let's say, and their associate is. Meanwhile, God ordained them with the gift to teach, I don't know, techno. To, the, a technological gift. Okay. They're gifted in technology. Okay. So this is an example of envy. You have a famous rapper and maybe he grew up with his best friend being a tech whiz, but the guy doesn't see himself as a tech whiz. He doesn't know he's a tech whiz. He hasn't even taken stock of himself to tap into his gifts. There's little inclinations here and there, but he wants to be a rapper. He has envy. Honestly, if he developed his tech side, he could create and invent something that could catapult him into a level of success that rapper will never know. He can make billions and billions and that rapper could just be mid millions. You know what I mean? Or less. But he's too busy pennying other people's gifts to become the tech ge genius that he is. To, to manifest that internal gift that God gave him, that superior gift, to go claim his billions and his personal notoriety. He's trying to get the wrong blessing. And that can end in tragedy. Even if he never does anything to harm his rapper friend, his rapper friend never does anything to harm him, they kick it. He's always just going to be a sidekick. That's tragic. He wasn't meant to be. He was meant to be a tech genius. He wasn't meant to live a, as a sidekick, carrying crates and, you know, dating the girls that the guy doesn't want. That wasn't his legacy. His legacy was supposed to be different, but he wasn't paying attention to himself. He wasn't paying attention to what he was supposed to be doing with his life. 
He wasn't even connected to his inner self. He was certainly not listening to himself. He had never developed those skills or tools. And that is tragic. And it's not just him that lost out because the thing he was supposed to invent to improve the world was never invented. And that affected a lot of lives. Okay. When you do not access your gifts and manifest them, you are cheating destiny and you are affecting a lot of lives and you are settling on being the sidekick in your own life, man. Don't be Robin when you know you're Batman in your own world. And I know there are people that like Robin and I'm not dissing Robin. That's a whole other thing. There's no debate here. But I'm saying know your lane. Know your lane. Nobody knows their lane if they're not looking at themselves. Be true. Start with a blank slate and really find out what your gifts are. Don't just, oh, I want that because I've seen it. I want that because then I'll get girls. I want that because it looks glamorous. I want that because I want an easy life. I think it's easy. Or I want that because Ray Ray's doing it. I want that because so-and-so told me to do it. Oh, that's the worst when people tell you because those same people may not even help you when the time comes. And then if you flop, those same people will be like, damn, when are you going to get your life together? It's like, fam, I did what you said. But that wasn't your gift. Or maybe it is your gift. And maybe they do see something in you. But then you need to take that inward look to know that first. You understand? So I know I'm talking a lot about envy, but envy hurts our community. Envy hurts our, like, people die because they're envious. People are envious of them. So I got to do this work with you guys to make sure you're not walking around with envy in your heart. If you are, you need to be honest with yourself and you need to realize that that is a symptom of you not working on you enough. Okay. That's what that is. That's all that is. You're not living out your dreams, your goals. You may not have even tapped into your true self. And so then when someone else is doing it, 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 it would be irritating, wouldn't it? Because it's something that you should have. It's your birthright. But what they are doing is not your birthright. You living your best is your birthright. Just like them living their best is, best is their birthright. Leave them alone. They're not doing anything to hurt you. They're just living their best. You need to manifest your best. Understand? So this is, I gave this attention because it's important. And I know I have young people listen to the podcast too. And I really want them to get this message. But at the same time, I've seen people, grown people much older than myself, need to hear this message as well. They're still stuck in envy. They're still not manifesting their gifts. They don't even know they have gifts. They're comfortable living status quo and they're robbing the world of this amazing gift that's been hidden inside of them that they didn't bother to unlock. Not selfish, man. You got to unlock it and it's going to open a world of beautiful things in your life. You're going to be so happy you did it, but you got to look within, guys. Next one, lust. Much like greed, lust will have you wanting stuff that you already have. Okay, you have money. You have a roof over your head. You have food in the fridge. You have a fat bank account. You're not doing bad. You're doing good, but you need more. Want more. Don't even want to share. You lusting. All right. Now I understand if it's okay to have goals. I, I'm the queen of goals. I'm the I, I'm literally a success strategist. You pay me. I sit down with you and I'm going to help you strategize all the best things out of your life. Literally. Okay. So I'm all about the goals, but you have to balance that. There's a reason, you know, and I know like everybody has different feelings, but there's a reason certain celebrities, especially rappers, I love this about them, will go around and just bless people and change their lives, hand out a stack on Christmas to a random stranger, you know, tip somebody an exorbitant amount that changes their life, changes their life. It's because they know that they're going to get more. Those blessings are going to come to them. That's part of being blessed is sharing blessings. When you're too busy lusting, 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 you know, hmm, you're not even thinking about sharing. You're not even thinking about the manifestation or furthering of your gifts. No matter how high a ranking you achieve in life, no matter how good you think you're doing, you have more manifestation within you. I assure you, 
This is about unlocking your very best. Nobody's there yet. Nobody. Okay. And, uh, I mean, lust, you know, of course goes into other areas as well. It's not just financial could be uh, physical. You have a significant other, you have the comfort, you know, companionship, sex, you know, that you need in your partner, but you're sliding into DMs and slithering into corners, trying to have more of it, more of what you already have. Okay. You want to have others and you want to have more and more of what you have until you have it all. Money, power, sex, food. You can lust after anything, okay? But it can create a, an obsessive preoccupation in your mind. It can control you. It can bring down your house. And we have seen it. We've seen how lust can dance over the lines of morality and how it can bring people to dark places. And we've seen publicly many celebrities fall because lust is out of control. Okay. Lust can get you incarcerated. Okay. It can make you the devil's companion. Honestly, it can take you places you just do not want to go. So chill out on the lust. Real talks. It's not worth it. Okay. Here's the beauty. I'm going to give you the antidote. So you don't even ever have to deal with any of that. Okay. The antidote luckily for you, is the same as it is for many of the deadly sins. It's gratitude. Something I talk about every week at Jesse's World. Every Thursday, I post a gratitude post that reminds everybody else to be grateful. And I invite people to, to um, yeah, at Jessica Vibes on my personal page, actually, is that's where I post it. And I invite people to comment. It's so important to stay in a spirit of gratitude. And when you're in a spirit of gratitude, how could you lust after what like you'll be happy with what you have. You're, you're, you're grateful. You're not going to envy. You're happy for what you have. You're grateful. Being grateful and humble and appreciating what you have. Okay. Wow. That is such a beautiful, peaceful place to be in life. And that is very much the antidote to lust and to many of the other deadly sins. And it doesn't mean you can't have goals. And let's say you wanted even your partner to be a little different, a little improved to work on themselves as well. You can work with your partner, right? You don't have to get a new one. You can work with the one you have, right? Work on it, right? Don't lust after something else. They always say the grass is greener, but there's a point where lust can ruin your life. Don't get to that point, okay? Practice the antidote. Practice gratitude. All right, moving on. Gluttony, another deadly sin, basically overindulgence, right? And the truth is you can overindulge in pretty much anything and too much of anything is bad for you. A person suffering from glut gluttony likely has turned their life into their own personal buffet, literally and figuratively, without much regard to those who have less. So again, this person is often insatiable and could benefit from gratitude, meditation, humility, knowing thyself, loving thyself, and then extending that love to others, right? Um, and we all work on it. And I mean, in a world where food is so accessible, for example, if we're looking at food and it's not always great for you and it's built to make you want more um, when you look at the processing of food in North America and stuff, I mean, you have to watch it in a world where sex is everywhere. Um, literally, you know, I, 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 you know, go on any social media platform and try not to see somebody twerking. I imagine that for some gluttony becomes an issue. Gambling, whatever money, it's, it's just any overindulgence is, is an issue. So just be mindful. Okay. And, and last, but certainly not least sloth. Okay. Remember, we're going to move from sloth to boss. And this is often considered physical laziness, but in factuality, it refers to physical, mental, emotional, spiritual laziness. Okay, fun fact. The antidote to sloth begins with Jesse's world. No lie, you're in the right spot, guys. Um, because we come together every week and work on the development of all these key areas in our life, 
Okay. Then an inactivity in these areas is what causes laziness. So if we're working on it, we're not lazy. And so therefore you are curing sloth. If you think about it, merely um, being mentally lazy leads to a lack of critical thinking and a lack of intelligence. Okay. And that can lead to uninformed, let's say voters. Okay. Making bad social decisions off of emotion or word of mouth or media influences and not critically thinking. And that is dangerous. That's the beginning of the demise of a society. So sloth is no joke, guys. Okay, physical laziness can cause health issues. And if we're per if it's pervasive, it would make it really hard to continue to build a society without anyone who's really physically fit or well enough to build. Spiritual sloth leads to the breakdown in the moral fabric of society. Sloth is dangerous on so many levels. The antidote, darlings, literally starts <laughs> with intentionally working out, working out your mind, like mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, strengthening yourself. Okay. Think meditation, yoga, breath work, this podcast, journaling, resistance training, prayer. There are so many ways that you can start to work your spiritual, physical, mental self so that you do not fall victim to sloth. Okay. Find what works for you and put it into your routine. Okay. Try to stay mindful for at least 60 days as you implement the new practices for your mind, body, and soul. Okay. And that will start to transform you from sloth to boss. Yeah, baby. Okay. So considering that much of the world's pain is caused by personal choice, which collectively pooled creates community issues, country issues, global issues, then the first step in healing is really to turn within and start your journey there. I did a post on my personal Instagram account at Jessica Vibes with a Z uh, and it read how to do your part to heal the world and it gave five concrete steps that you could start today and that I implore you Okay, I implore you, I urge you <laughs> to start like now. Okay, the moment it lands from my lips to your ears, I want you to start, please. Thank you. How to heal the world, how to do your part to heal the world. Step one, identify your unique gifts. We just spoke about that. You cannot penny nobody, envy nobody. When you're working on your gifts and feel good about it, and have manifested them to a point that you're happy with and continue to develop them. So that is step number one, identify so that you know that you have them. You walk with that knowledge that gives confidence. You stand up straight when you know what your gifts are. Step one, step two, give thanks for those gifts. Now that you know what they are, bring that gratitude into the fold, give thanks. And then nurture those gifts, develop them. Knowing is not enough. You need to actively do the work to develop your gifts so that you can unlock abundance and peace and love and joy into your life and fill with your cup so it runneth onto everybody in your path and you can improve the world, my friend. Huh? Give thanks and nurture your gifts. All right, step three, learn to love yourself. And I say learn because it is not intuitive for everybody. It may have to be one of those fake it till you make it. Start, if you have like a true issue, everybody's like a lot of people do love themselves just fine. A lot of people think they love themselves, but they don't know themselves. And if you don't know yourself, it's not actually possible to love yourself. I know that's really hard to get. And it's a hard pill to swallow, especially if you low key deep down inside. know you don't really know yourself. 
You th that's the last thing you want to hear, and I understand that. But hear me out. If you don't know yourself, you cannot love yourself truly, deeply, the way you deserve, because what are you loving exactly? You don't know. You don't know yourself. You have to fall in love with you. You have to almost date yourself, have time alone with yourself, meditate, have conversations with yourself, get into your own self to the point where you know who you are, what you want, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what you deserve in this world, why you love yourself. Okay. But if, if it's a struggle for you, and then what I want you to do is, is here's a little exercise. Okay. Just to help you out. Start with one thing. What do you love about yourself? Choose one thing. So if I had a major self-esteem problem, I mean, I have my days. I have things. We all have flaws. And unfortunately, sometimes we are so good at hyper-focusing on our flaws that we don't see anything else, right? And that's so sad because life will pass you by. And those amazing gifts you have right now might not be here later if you didn't give gratitude for them. And I'm sorry, I didn't even mention that yet, but that is one of the potential risks or it's a, not potential. It will happen. You will lose your gifts if you do not give thanks for them. That's terrifying. Start giving thanks regularly. All right. Gratitude is so important. Um, okay. So if you are having issues with your self-esteem and it's hard for you to love yourself, find one thing that you love, just one thing. Okay. We're going to hyper-focus on that. The way that we hyper-focus on not liking something about ourselves. So an example, I love my curly hair, okay? I love my curly hair, which is such a blessing for me because I have a whole story that I won't cover today because I have covered it before. But basically growing up, everybody around me had straight hair. It took a long time for me to fall in love with my own curls. I kept being told they're great, but when everyone's different, you're not sure. So yeah, I do love my hair. So I could focus on that. I love my lips. I see the world getting lip fillers. <laughs> I'm happy with my lips. I see the world tanning. I have naturally tanned skin. Um, I like being mixed, which again, as a child, was very taboo and not cool necessarily. And people didn't really get it. But I love being mixed. So yeah, I can focus on any of those. I love that I'm smart. Oh, I really love that I'm smart. I love it so much. Oh, I love that I'm smart. I'm really glad God gave me a pretty face. That matters to me. Um, and of course, I want to be more fit. I have goals. I want to be more fit. That's one of my goals. I'm working on it. It's hard. It's really hard, but I'm working on it. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. So this isn't like what I love about me, but I'm giving you examples. So when you start to make a list, when you start to look at some of the things you love. So I said, so there's external physical things and then there's like internal. So I like that I'm an empath, right? It hurts sometimes because then you feel people's pain like really deeply. Um, but you also feel their joy. So there's a benefit. Um, I, I love that I have good people in my life. There's so many things. I like that I love kids and that I'm willing to learn from them. I love that I'm humble, right? That I won't argue for arguing sake, but I will argue to, to like find common ground. Um, and if someone else is right, I'll admit it. I love these things about me. So knowing yourself and knowing what you love and hyper-focusing on that, we've spoke about uh, appreciative inquiry in the past. So the that's a skill you use to basically the more, they say what you resist pers persists. So the opposite of that would be what you focus on is what you become. So if you focus on the things you appreciate about yourself, the things you love about yourself, those will begin to get bigger and bigger. And that becomes essentially you, you are just this great big ball of amazing things that you loved about yourself. So that will help you when you learn to love yourself. Okay. Which was step three. All right. Step four, love others for who they are without judgment or expectation. This is another one we have to unpack a little bit because it's not just love everybody. Okay. It's love everybody exactly where they are for who they are. That's hard. That's like a hard thing to do. It's easy for some people. Some people, it's easy for us to love. Hey, we get along. 
they're 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 what we consider normal they fit into our world our mold we are like-minded you know what i mean we share values easy to like you okay all right what about the person that's harder to like what about that person can you love them and this doesn't mean that they need to be in your world maybe they're dangerous maybe they're not healthy maybe they're toxic but can you love them and not judge them and understand that they have their own journey to walk they have their own gifts to manifest. God did put gifts in them. They may have no clue what they are. They may not be self-aware at the moment. They may not have looked within. They may be filled with all the deadly sins we covered. It may terrify you. You may not even want to be around them, but can you love them? Can you love them for who they are, where they are? That's so hard. I mean, even for me, and I'm pretty loving. I mean, it's not easier, you know, but... If we can do that, then we can start to do the, the, the last step, which is so important, which is encourage others to love, right? But it's a lot easier. It's like a little life hack. It's a lot easier to encourage someone to love when they already have felt what it is to be loved. If you haven't felt love, then it's hard for you to give what you don't know, right? So number four is really, really important to the achievement of number five. But what I find in this world is people go, oh, look at you riddled with those deadly sins. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to deal with you. You're boycotted. Get out of, you're canceled. Where did, where did these people go, by the way, these canceled people? Where do they, is there a Siberia for them? Is there like some land far away? Are they put in the Arctic? Huh? Where the heck do they go? Are they in Alaska? Where are the canceled people? Where do they go? Because I suspect they should probably come to Jesse's world and work on personal development, honestly. And it's not because I want to fill Jesse's world with um, a bunch of deadly sins. But I mean, there is a difference between what people do and who they are especially if they acknowledge that and they're willing to look at it and they're willing to start to unpack it and heal from it and develop new skills and change, you know, their behaviors and then thus who they are. So, hmm, interesting. But a lot of people will hold their love away. They will hold their love. They will make their love conditional. And it doesn't even have to be a deadly sin. It could be, the, it could be your family. It could be the smallest thing. I've seen families do it to each other. Oh, you don't do what I think you should do. I'm not talking to you. Uh, you don't do what I think you should do. I'm going to rally and get everyone against you. Oh, you didn't meet my expectations. I'm going to judge you. That's really dysfunctional, guys. That's toxic. And nobody's going to heal the world that way. That's just going to create more hurt people. And then we're talking about a different cycle at that point. That's a cycle of how to continue to ruin the world. That is certainly not how to heal the world, which is what this podcast is about. So mm, please don't do that. And if that's happening, pause, like put a big old stop sign up. All right. And really just tune in every week. I swear you're going to hear something that helps you. And um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just change those top toxic behaviors one thing at a time. Go within, start working on yourself unpack why you're even around this, why this is a thing in your life and start to get rid of it. And as you feel with love and you're more of an empath, one bit by bit, you can start to love people where they are. Start with no expectation, just no expectation. Cause people, sometimes you, you, you expect people to change. They just need your love. They are where they are and they're going to get themselves out of where they're going to get themselves. Be a living light be a living example in your movements, in your actions, in your words, but mm, love them where they are. That's where they are anyway. So you putting judgment and expectations isn't going to change where they are. All it's going to do is hurt them more. And that's going to prevent them from getting to the next stage, which is encouraging them to love or you being successful in encouraging them to love. Okay. And that final fifth step, encouraging others to love. Now you've walked the walk. You've walked the walk. You've identified your own gifts. You've given thanks and you've nurtured those gifts. So people see your success starting to show. 
Okay. And they say, wow, this person's certainly gifted at X because you identified and nurtured it. You learn to love yourself. So you walk straight. You have confidence. People love that. People are super attracted to confidence. So now they're attracted to you like flies, like honeybees, you know, they just want to be around you. And because that they'll follow you on social media, your followers will go up. They'll interact with you. They'll buy your products. You'll, 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 they'll tune in to watch your show, whatever it is. So you'll see your stock continue to rise. And, and while you're doing that, your spirit of love and humility remains intact because you're developing yourself and you understand how important this is to your personal development. And so that, and to your overall mission to heal the world through personal development. And so that then allows you to love others without judgment or expectation. So, you know, I don't do something for someone to then do something for me. You just have to do the right thing because you answer to God, you answer to yourself, you know your own moral code, which is part of getting to know yourself. I do, I take the high road a lot and I could look like I don't come out on top, but I feel comfortable. I feel like I can have conversations with God comfortably, even though I know I'm not a perfect person and God knows this too. I know I'm trying and I know that, I do my best to leave the world better and to help people and to be a source of love in this universe. I am doing my best and that's all anyone can do. And that's all I'd like you to do. Okay. So once you, now you've identified your gifts, you've given thanks and nurtured your gifts. You've loved You're loving yourself. People see your confidence. People see you walk straight. People see you have manifested success and now you're loving others. Okay. And so they're feeling love from you. That's Drake giving out stacks in Toronto unexpectedly to people during Christmas. They're feeling love from you. They're like, what? I didn't expect this. And now you've encouraged them to love simply by giving love without expectation and judgment. You've unlocked the key to encourage them to love without a word. You don't have to say, hey, I encourage you now. Your, your act of love does that. The ripple effect. Okay. Those are the five steps, guys. That's how you are going to heal the world. I firmly believe that these five steps, super easy steps to get started, will begin the healing process our world so desperately needs right now. Each person can begin right now. You can begin right now. Be a powerful example of change and that like ripple effect will go out into the world and encourage other beautiful ripples of change to manifest. Imagine that this is how we start healing the world one person at a time together. Today, I'm not going to cover big boss vibes because I want you to focus on the changes that I just outlined. When you go within to heal, evolve and manifest your gifts, you will carry that into every aspect of your life, including your business. And I don't know a bigger boss vibe than that. I think there comes a time where talk is not enough, posting is not enough, debating is not enough, where change, action in our own lives and personal accountability, change is the only way. Or, as the reggae song with Snow and Nadine Sutherland says, action, not a bag of malt. Yeah, man. We want to see action, not a bag of malt. Okay, we don't want to just hear talk. We want to see you act, okay? All right. Today's quote. Okay. Be love. That's by Jessica Lambert. Me. Just be love. Just be love. Two words. Very powerful. Big verb. Action words. And I'll give you one more quote from my grandmother, Audrey Lambert, who I adore. Okay. Leave the world better then you found it. Okay. And if you follow the five steps I outlined in this podcast today, this episode, 
okay, then you will definitely 100% leave the world better than you found it. Okay, today's affirmation. Are you ready? Breathe in. Hold. And out. You already know. In through the nose. Out through pierced lips. Okay. I have a responsibility to myself and to the world to find my inner gifts and grow them so that they can unlock all of my blessings and so that my cup runneth over onto the world, spreading blessings everywhere I go and to everyone I encounter physically, electronically, socially, spiritually. I am committed to being a part of the solution. I will leave the world better than I found it. And I will start right now. Thanks so much for tuning into Jesse's World, where we strive to become our best selves, our most evolved selves, together. Tune in every week to continue your evolutionary transformation. Follow me, your host, Jessica Lambert, on Instagram at Jessica Vibes with a Z. And of course, follow our podcast, Jesse's World, at Jesse, J E S S I E S W O R L D, World X O. Jesse's World X O. I can't wait to see you guys next week when we continue to work on becoming our best selves together. Ciao.